0: You know, during this year of St. Joseph and, and, and other times throughout the year, the church offers indulgences in connection with different church events or celebrations. And I don't know the extent of people's understanding in the diocese of Saginaw regarding this tradition, um, nor am I aware of the frequency in which people make use of them for their spiritual benefits in their own faith lives. And perhaps you may have heard about indulgences in your church history classes or your religion classes, but often the real intent and assistance offered by indulgences is missed and and really oftentimes is misunderstood. So what is an indulgence? What does it provide? What do I have to do in order to obtain one? So these are a few questions that may come to your mind. You know, the doctrine and practice of indulgences in the church are closely linked to the effects of the sacrament of penance. So what is an indulgence? An indulgence is a remission of the temporal punishment due to sins whose guilt has already been forgiven, which the faithful Christian gains from the church's treasury of graces after having fulfilled certain prescribed actions. So according to church teaching, even after sinners are absolved in the confessional and they perform their penance, they still face punishment after death in purgatory because before they can enter into heaven, they must be purified. So in exchange for certain prayers and devotions or pilgrimages in special years, a Catholic can receive an indulgence which reduces or erases that punishment instantly by carrying out, if only they carry out the prescribed actions necessary to receive the indulgence. Simply put, indulgences are offered to the faithful to make up for the consequences or punishments of sin and to encourage prayer and repentance and charity all the while deepening of our faith. An indulgence can be either partial or it can be what we call plenary in that it removes either part or partial or all of the temporal punishment due to sin. A person can gain an indulgence for themselves or they can apply apply it to their deceased loved ones. You know the reality is that sin exists in our lives and in the world. We need Jesus to overcome sin and to make up for the consequences of the sins we commit. His life, death, and resurrection opened up a treasury of salvation for us. The Blessed Virgin Mary helps to build up that treasury as do the other saints. And this is available to us because we are united to them in one body, this mystical body of Christ. You know, all sin is a rejection of God's love for us. All sin is a rejection of God's love for us. When we sin, we abandon God, and we alone cannot make up for all the harm done to ourselves, to our community, and to the church by our sin. Grave or mortal sin leads to a separation of a person from God's saving grace and makes us incapable of eternal life. Even venial sins involve an unhealthy attachment to something other than God. And they too, they, da- they damage our relationship with God. Some consequences of sin and purification are expected here on Earth. This happens to our own pain and sorrows and suffering. Other consequences of sin are experienced after death in a purification before coming into communion with God. We call that purgatory. But these are are called temporal punishments. So the church intervenes for individual Christians and opens the treasury of salvation through Christ, asking the Father for remission of these temporal punishments due to sin. So this is called granting an indulgence. The basic requirements to receive an indulgence are these. One is reciting the prescribed prayers, whatever those might be that's attached to a particular indulgence. It also means going to confession, receiving Holy Communion, saying a prayer for the Holy Father and His intentions, and seeking complete detachment from any inclination to sin. You know, Christ, as St. John writes in his first um, letter, Christ is the expiation for our sins, and not for our sins only, but for those of the whole world. We are all united in Christ, who gave his life away for the salvation of all. And so our our acts of piety and charity, they help us recall how united we are to one another, both living and the dead, and to the saints. And because of this unity, we can also offer or apply indulgences to help those who have died in Christ and await final union with him. Friends, indulgences are not to be taken lightly. They help us. They help us refocus our hearts toward union with God in heaven while not minimizing what he asks of us in living a holy life here on earth. They require a sincere conversion. In other words, turning away from sin and a seeking unity with God so when indulgences are, are, are offered or granted, it is no, in no way does it diminish the value of the many means of graces and repentance offered to us. It's just as important that one participates in the holy sacrifice of the Mass and the other sacraments, especially the sacrament of penance, and in other acts of charity and penance and other acts of piety. In fact, for Catholics, these things must be the center of our Catholic life. And one last thing, you know, as disciples of Jesus, because of our baptism, you and I, we all share the responsibility to assist one another on the path to heaven. And because the body of Christ includes those on earth as well as those in heaven, we are all invited into the communion of saints. The saints in heaven who are more closely united with Christ, they pray for us and they intercede for us through the Father, thus building up the body of Christ the Church on earth. And with the help of the saints, we can experience conversion. We can become stronger in our faith and overcome our weaknesses. We can become who the Lord has created us to be. May God bless all of you.